Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Completely Random Foolishness Podcast hosted by me, Asia Burwell. Welcome back. Thank you so much for stopping by. I appreciate every single person that listens to the podcast, whether you are a regular listener or this is your first time stopping by or maybe this is your last time stopping by too. (laughs) I appreciate you. This week's episode is all about Black History Month because it is February and I am black. (laughs) And so we're going to talk about it. All right. Here's the deal. Disclaimer. You know, I love my disclaimers. You know, I love my disclaimers. Okay. So I got this game. It is the Black History Month trivia game. Comes with a board, some dice, uh, some little pawns. Like, you know, you ever played Sorry? You know, those little little cone shaped things it comes with those but the colors are all um black history monthish colors the uh the red the green no is it is it red i think it's red red green black yellow that kind of stuff anyway i got this game a couple years ago for christmas from some family member who i rarely ever see and I avoided playing the game because I knew that I would be trash at it. I, I, you know, it's sad to say that black history has been hidden from black children. I won't say completely hidden because it's not like, you know, it's illegal <laughs> to go and search for black history. No, it's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there are a lot of things that black children just don't know about their own history because we just generally aren't taught black history. Um, We're taught history, but is it black history? No, it's not. You have to, usually if you want to take a course on black history, it's like an elective or something. Um, Some high schools might offer it, I guess, colleges. But, you know, for the most part, it's not like a generalized thing. And so normally what people do is they take Black History Month, this month of February, to do all of that. The stuff that they should have been doing throughout the whole year. But anyway, so that's why I'm saying I know good and well that I don't know nearly as much as I should um, about Black history or just Black people in general. So (laughs) today you're going to catch me with this on, what is this called? Oh Lord, you, see this is this is how I am. I'm gonna look this up because I don't want to say the word and then it'd be totally wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, hold on a second. What? Oh, my internet just turned off. How dare you? Oh, how dare you? Okay, where's my phone? So I feel like what I am wearing is a dashiki. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy but I don't know if that's the real word for it or not this isn't mine okay yes it is a dashiki okay <laughs> I was going to feel so stupid if it wasn't yeah this isn't mine um but I am wearing it I felt like it was appropriate for today it's actually really cute I could wear this with some leggings really could anyway yeah so what I'm gonna do today is play a little game gonna play a little game with these cards these cards have come out of that um that board game that I was talking about earlier that I said I got for Christmas and never played because I felt like I was going to lose oh boy (laughs) 
oh boy, today's episode, I'm going to call it revoking my own black card. Because honestly, I should know way more, way, way more than I do. I need to try to fix my internet. I don't know what's going on with it. It's really bothering me. It's really bothering me. My computer has been acting so stupid lately. The other day it wouldn't even turn on and load Windows 10. And I blame Windows 10 completely for that. I, I definitely blame Windows 10. So many times at school where the computers just wouldn't work. And it was always Windows 10. Never had this problem with Windows 7. Never had this problem with Windows XP. I, I did have that problem with Vista though. Vista sucked. But Windows 7 was good. Not this trash. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. So here's how this is basically gonna go. Here's how it's gonna go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I am going to pick some questions off of this card and hopefully my internet will work so that I can look up some stuff about this later. Or you know what, actually, better idea. I can look up some stuff about this now, especially the, oh, I got it working. Especially the questions that I don't know the answer to. Like, okay, for example, some of these are not that bad. They're not that hard. Uh, yeah, number four. On this card, number four is, Eddie Murphy appeared on the program Saturday Night Live. True or false? I said true. He probably appeared on Saturday Night Live. I turned the card over. Bingo. It is true. That one's not that bad. Another question. I don't know where the card went. But it said something like, which one, uh, which song did Sam Cooke top the charts with? Something like that. And I was like, probably gonna be a change is gonna come. Because that's like the only Sam Cooke song I knew in elementary school. Everyone sang that one song. But um, no, it's actually You Send Me, which I, I think is the better Sam Cooke song. I love Sam Cooke, by the way. I really do. <laughs> I wish that I was born in the era in which he sang just so that I could go sing him, mm, sing him, hear him sing live. I just, wow, he had a spectacular voice. Very spectacular voice. Anyway. So here's basically how this is going to go. Like I said, I'm going to read a question off of this card. Hopefully I get it right and I don't look as stupid as I feel like I'm going to look. <laughs> if I get it wrong, I'm going to, of course, read the right answer and then I'm going to look up something about it, okay? Because it's time that I learn some black history, you know? Um, not to say that I don't know any, <laughs> but like I said before, it's not nearly enough. Not nearly enough. No. Okay. So let's find the first card that I want to read. Oh dear. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So <clears throat> who were the red tails? I'm gonna be honest with you. I know that I should know this one, especially since they made a movie about it. But literally all I know is that they flew planes. Okay. That is bad. That is really bad. Let me read the answer. The Tuskegee Airmen, yes, I knew that, were called the Red Tails because the red paint on the tails of their airplane. Wow, that's a really simplistic answer. Okay, so I'm going to look that up. Red Tails. Let's learn a little bit about the Red Tails. Learn with me. That's right. Learn with me. Even though most of you probably knew this. Ha ha ha. Okay. So we're going to read the, um, this is the movie. The movie description. We're going to read that. 
During World War II, the Civil Aeronautics Authority selects 13 black cadets to become part of an experimental program at the Tuskegee Institute in Alabama. Lit. Okay. The program aims at training colored personnel to become fighter pilots for the Army. However, discrimination, lack of institutional support, and the racist belief that these men lack the intelligence and aptitude for the job dog their every step. Despite this, the Tuskegee Airmen, as they become known, more than prove their worth. Yes! Such a great... <laughs> ah, alright. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have no idea where the audio just cut off or the video because I stupidly forgot to format my SD card before I started recording. And so it... Um, yeah <laughs> it just cut off without me knowing and so I have no clue where I was but yeah basically what I just did in case it cut off all that I said basically what I just talked about was the red tails and the Tuskegee Airmen and how cool they were they proved their worth when no one believed in them <laughs> okay we're moving on because I don't know where I was with that. Oh boy. Okay. So. Nope. Don't know any of those. Don't know any of those. I don't know any of these either. This is horrible. This is absolutely horrible. Oh, okay. What is affirmative action? I feel like affirmative action is the... I don't know, I don't want to call it a law. Is it a law? That said that you had to hire a certain number of black people or you had to like accept a certain number of black people into your institution or something like that. I know that I know this, but now that just because I'm being put on the spot, I feel like I blanked out. So let's look at the answer. A policy which sought to end discrimination discriminatory practices by mandating preferential hiring procedures for minorities and women. I was close. It was very close. Okay. So I don't, I don't, I'm not going to look that one up. I think everyone pretty much knows about affirmative action. So. Number five. What magazine was created in response to the growing number of black entrepreneurs? Now, oh boy. I don't read magazines. I know little about magazines. But I do know of one black magazine, and that's Jet. Please be the answer. Please be the answer. Oh my god, I was wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Black Enterprise was published in 1971. Okay. Well, I wasn't here in 1971. So I wasn't here to read magazines. But let's look it up. What was it? Black Enterprise? Is it still a magazine? Is that still a thing? It is still a thing. What? That is insane. That is a long-running magazine. You know, I don't know how, how long magazines typically run. <laughs> but the fact that my parents were born in 73 and the first issue was on here. It says 1970 on this card. It says 1971. But, yeah, that's just a few years before my parents were born. So that's like 40-something years of this magazine. That's pretty cool. So it's a black-owned multimedia company. Um, it's covered African-American businesses with a readership of 3.7 million and it was founded by Earl G. Graves Sr. 
thank you Earl G. Graves Sr. for your contribution to society. I'm gonna like look at their website real quick. And see exactly what it is that they have on here. Okay, bear with me. I'm trying to figure this out. So they've got some pretty good, um, what do you call these? Articles. They've got 10 most important questions to ask before buying a franchise. Getting a tax refund is not always good. Grammys decoded. The money behind winning a, gra winning, <laughs> winning a Grammy. Um, yeah, they got quite a bit of stuff and you know me being a future entrepreneur myself <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do need to find more resources to build my knowledge of entrepreneurship so I'm going to go back to college to study business and entrepreneurship which I feel like will help me greatly <laughs> but also things like this resources especially because it's black focused you know and me being black I feel like I need to read more of these things does that make sense okay we're gonna come back to the black enterprise because I, I like that I like that a lot okay next card let's just keep moving if I can just get one of these right I'm gonna be so happy mmm nope 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 oh ebony too yeah I forgot about that I said jet but I completely forgot about ebony wait a minute Oh Lord, is Jetta Black Magazine, did I just make that up? Please tell me that this is a black magazine. Oh God, thank you, yes. I was like, wait a minute, no. No, did I just say something stupid? Okay, we're good. We're good, we're good folks. When did the US Army begin desegregation? Well, here's the thing. I have no clue, no idea. Let's just look and see. 1952 that sounds that sounds about accurate okay all right <laughs> sounds about accurate let's see here hmm trying to read read another card gonna read another card you know what this is not your average podcast i will say that now Although, if you are a regular listener, you already know that. <laughs> okay. I have no idea. Like, any of these. These are the most obscure questions. Most obscure, obscure questions. Okay. Who led the 1800 slave revolt in Virginia, the first major uprising of the 19th century? We learned about this in history class. We did. Oh my god, I, and I'm gonna be so upset if I get this wrong. I feel like the guy's name was like Nat. Nate. Nat. I'm feeling like it's a Nat. Like Nat Turner. <laughs> is, that a, is that a name? Oh my god. Or was it Bacon's Rebellion? I feel like that's something completely different. There was a Bacon's Rebellion, wasn't there? But I, I remember the, the slave revolt because, oh my god, we talked about it so much and AP US history in 11th grade. Let me let me just look at the answer. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Okay. It was actually Gabriel Prosser. So maybe we Hmm. All right. Let me just look up the one that I was talking about. 
it was, it was like a Nat Turner Rebellion. Ain't that, yeah, that's a thing. Ha! Oh, okay, alright. Nat Turner Slave Rebellion. He led one in 1831 in Virginia. Yeah. Right? No? Yes, okay. So how, oh, so Gabriel must have just done it first. Okay, I got it. And it looks like he led the, Nat was the only one to lead the ineffective slave rebellion. Um, according to Yahoo results here. So I don't know how true that is, but according to this, it says that he was the only one to successfully lead a slave rebellion. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if there were more successful slave rebellions and they just don't want to talk about it. Because <laughs> it means they're lost. But, um... Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. So I have no idea who Gabriel Prosser is, though. Let's look him up. He was like, he was brave. Gabriel Prosser. Rebellion. Okay, cool. So he was a blacksmith who could also read. Cool, cool stuff. And he planned a large slave rebellion in the Richmond area in the summer of 1800. So... Um, why does it say that Prosser is incorrect? I don't know. Anyway, so that's good that there were more, there were more than one rebel. there was more than one rebellion. Because, you know, I would like to think that we have more strong, brave people willing to lead people out of danger, um, captivity, bondage, all of that stuff. And so it's good to see that there were multiple uprisings here because, you know, I'm going to be quite honest with you. I don't know if I could have done that myself. And so I'm just, you know, it makes me really happy to see that these people were, were just like as strong as they were. I don't know. That sounds kind of corny, <laughs> I guess. But no, I mean it. I really do mean it. Okay, next one. Who was the first black woman poet to be published in America? I... I don't freaking know, okay? I don't keep up with poetry, but I feel like I should know this as well. Hmm. <laughs> Let me just name some black poets I know. And the only one that is coming to mind is Maya Angelou. So I hope that that's the answer. No, oh, wait, what? Oh, Phyllis Wheatley. Yeah, I know her. Phyllis. That's my girl Phyllis. Okay, let me find one of Phyllis's poems and we're gonna read one. Phyllis Wheatley. Go girl. Alright, first one. She was born in West Africa and she was sold into slavery at the age of seven or eight and transported to here. She died in 1784. Oh. Really? Are we talking about the same Phyllis Weekly? How? What? Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. Why does this say Phyllis? Whoops. Drop my card. Why does this say that Phyllis Wheatley was born in 1753 and died in 1784? If she published her poems in 1973. 
something's not right here. Do we have two Phyllis Wheatleys? Or did they just publish her stuff for her? I'm so confused. I am, I am so confused. I'm so confused. No one's explaining this. All right, let me, let me go to Wikipedia. <laughs> Somebody please tell me how this woman published her poems when she wasn't here. I don't understand. Phyllis, I've heard of you, but I don't know. I don't know what to say. All right, I'm gonna have to look that up later because that is bothering me greatly. Are these cards correct? They gotta be. I don't see why they wouldn't be, but still, I don't understand. Okay, I I'm gonna read one of Phyllis's poems if I can. I mean, apparently she was born in the 1700s. Not sure how much of that I can read. We'll see. All right, this one's called On Imagination. Woo, that's long. Lord, Phyllis. Okay, we're gonna read some of it because Phyllis wrote a lot. If you caught my one of my previous podcasts, I did one about poetry and songs. I think it was like one or two episodes ago. And I wrote a poem, which is not the same as a poem, but it is a poem. And um, Phil is here, though. She wrote a whole poem. So let's just let's just read it. This one's called On Imagination. Thy various works, imperial queen, we see. How bright their forms, how decked with pomp by thee. Thy wondrous acts in beauteous order stand, and all attest how potent is thy hand. From Helicans, I don't know what that is. From Helicans' refulgent heights attend, ye sacred choir, and my attempts befriend. To tell her glories with a faithful tongue, ye blooming graces, triumph in my song. Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Wow. <laughs> this is so beautiful. I could never write anything like this. Never. Oh my gosh. This is why I love Black History Month. Like, you know, black people are just so talented. Just so talented. My lord. And you know what? I feel like half the time we don't even realize how talented we are. But that's alright. That is okay. Well, Phyllis, thank you for that. I really liked your poem. I'm not going to read the whole thing because we have more questions to attend to, but I really appreciate your poem. That was quite beautiful. Okay. Here we go. Which three colors compromise, uh, <laughs> compromise comprise the Black Liberation flag? I don't know. Okay. Because I didn't know that there was a black liberation flag and as bad as that sounds I've probably seen it and just not known what the name was so I'm gonna say it has black it has green and maybe yellow let's look it up oh I was so close black red and green um I was gonna say red next but I was feeling these cards are yellow so I was like it's probably yellow um but yeah red is for blood black for the people and green for the land I like that I'm gonna look up this flag now probably seen it before I just not known what it was called let us look it up. Liberation. Black liberation flag. Where's oh, okay. Also known as the Pan-African flag. I do know this flag. Okay. Didn't know it was the Black Liberation flag. Never heard that name before. Yeah. Alright then. Cool, cool. We can move on. 
Here we go. Another card. Ida B. Wells risked her life to investigate the lynching of black men. True or false? I think that is false. I don't. I remember Ida B. Wells. Don't remember what she did, but I do. I don't think that it had anything to do with that. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Okay. Yes, it was true. Apparently, I just don't know squat. Man, told you this was going to be an episode of me revoking my black card. Don't know any of this. Alright, Ida B. Wells. I thought she had something to do with something else, but okay. She was an investigative journalist. Okay, that's what I knew her as. So I should have, you know, put two and two together and thought that, yeah, she probably investigated lynchings. That's a, you know... A really good thing to go and investigate because it happened quite often and it didn't need to be hap happening so all right next card mm -mm. Rastafaria originated in which country if the answer is anything other than Jamaica I am stopping this podcast and going to go cry because there's no way that I have gotten that many things wrong please be Jamaica yes thank the Lord okay Whew, I can keep my black card for now. <laughs> I can keep it for now. Oh, gosh. Alright. What else do we have? Hmm, huh, this one's interesting. It says, Musician Stevie Wonder help estab helped establish what holiday? What national holiday at that? I didn't know he did that. I had no idea. What's the answer? Oh my god, really? Martin Luther King Jr. Day? What? He helped establish that? That is insane. I'm gonna look that up. That's insane. Stevie Wonder and Martin Luther King Holiday. So, someone tell me how that happened. Let me know. Wow, okay. So that happy birthday song. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. It's, it's really not, but. <laughs> so the happy birthday song that Stevie Wonder sang, which is um, actually what my church sings for happy birthday. And a lot of churches are now singing for happy birthday. It was written in 1981, and it was used as the campaign to have the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr. become a national holiday. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. See, this is why you need to play the Black History Trivia Game so you know this stuff. So you know this stuff. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna study all of these cards like it is a quiz. And y'all can't tell me nothing. Okay, so here's a question. I feel like I, I should note this one. Alright. It says, and I read, What was a station on the Underground Railroad? Now, every kid learns about Harriet Tubman in elementary school and how she led slaves through the Underground Railroad. They probably did not give us the whole story, but from what I remember and from what I have somewhat been taught more throughout the years, the Underground Railroad was a series of houses 
safe houses that um, slaves who were running away could stop it and get like shelter, food, clothes, that kind of thing. So I would say that a station on the Underground Railroad would be a house, someone's house. Please be right. Cool, I'm right. The stations were shelters in private homes or black churches. I didn't know it was also... My computer's making noises. I didn't know that it, they were also in black churches too. That's cool. Alright. Let's keep going. We're going to read a couple more. And then we're going to call it quits. So. Ooh, I don't know these. I don't know these at all. I'm telling you, I really, 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 oh, these are some longer questions. Okay, oh, here's one. Inspiring preachers to journey the truth could not read or write, true or false. I'm gonna say that that was true. I'm really hoping that I'm right about that. Yeah, it was true, okay. Let's look her up though. Sojourner Truth, Sojourner Truth. Okay, she was an African-American abolitionist. Yes, she was, I knew that. And women's rights activist. She was born in New York in slavery, but escaped with her infant daughter to freedom in 1826. Cool. So, Sojourner Truth, yes. It doesn't say anything about her not being able to read or write, but I do remember learning that at some point or another. Alright. She also wrote Ain't I, Ain't I a Woman, which I think we had to learn that in the fifth grade and I had to recite that or something like that. Alright, we're going to read like three more. Oh, I know this one, but I, I definitely can't remember it. Okay, what was the name of the abolitionist newspaper founded by Frederick Douglass? I know that I don't remember it, but I know that I learned it, so I'm just going to look real quick. The North Star. Yes, we did learn that. Okay, what's next? What is next? What is next? These are pretty cool, honestly. I'm gonna have to like really go back and... Huh? Oh, I'm gonna have to really go back and look this stuff up. So these cards are about Martin Luther King Jr. His I Have a Dream speech. I'm gonna keep going. Who were the Little Rock Nine? Okay, cool. The Little Rock Nine were these group of kids that were the first to go to a white school. Now, um, correct me if I'm wrong, even though I can't hear you, <laughs> but I think that at this time, segregation had, they had like officially made the law that there was gonna be integration. But nobody was actually doing it at this time. And so these kids were the first to actually go and be brave enough to go and do it. So I'm going to look, well, let me flip the card over. Yes. The nine black teenagers were the first to attend, were the first black students to attend Central High School in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yes, 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 yes. And I believe I saw a documentary on that a couple years ago that was really, really good. And I don't know the name of it, but it really was. It, it was really good. Little Rock Nine. Um, yep. So, wait a minute.
Uh-huh. Also, there was Ruby Bridges. She did that, too. Except she was in Louisiana, I believe. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I saw a movie on Ruby Bridges when I was in elementary school that I thought was really good, too. She was the first African-American child to desegregate the all-white William France Elementary School in Louisiana during the New Orleans school desegregation crisis in 1960. That's amazing. I can't imagine um, going to a school with that. <laughs> going to a new school is already really nerve-wracking when you're a kid. You know, like you don't know anybody and you gotta start fresh like everything is just so not fun about that whole experience but to go to a new school that you know you're not welcome at and you know that people are like actively going to be saying nasty things about you and like you're not gonna be treated fairly that takes a lot of guts for a little kid to do she was <laughs> she was only six years old that is amazing that is absolutely amazing i remember going to a christian school in the sixth grade that was mostly white i was the only black person in my grade now to be fair this was a really small school so they combined the fifth and the sixth grade classes together and so we had black students in the class but they were in the fifth grade and not the sixth grade or wait a minute it was either that they were the only no okay I take that back I wasn't the only black student in my grade I think I was the only black girl in my grade there were two black boys and I can't remember if they were actually in the fifth grade or the sixth grade but they were in the class with me and <laughs> it was a it was a really tough year you know you would think that people would just be more welcoming than they are but they're really not and so I can only imagine that you know me going to a Christian school that was mostly white in the sixth grade what was that what year was that like 2010 maybe I don't know I'm horrible with years and math or whatever but that is so 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 far after segregation and all that stuff um she was doing it at the beginning of desegregation so you know this was new this, this is not like this was a thing happening all the time she was a trailblazer this girl right here was a trailblazer and you know I, I feel like we should really just celebrate this more often than we do but we don't so I'm gonna pick one more and then we're gonna have a short little conversation about this Short little conversation. Let me see. Trying to find one that I can read quickly. And and like answer real quick. But I have no idea. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, hold on. Black and white volunteers protested segregated interstate buses by riding together. What were these protests called? Uh, I want to say that it was the Freedom Riders. Something like that. I really want to say that that's what that was. So I'm going to 
Yeah, Freedom Rides. Okay, cool. Yep. I saw a movie on that too, which it made me cry. It was really good. It was a couple years ago that I saw it and have no clue what the name of it was. But <laughs> yeah, it was really, really good. It really opened my eyes. And I, you know, a lot of these cards have actually just made me see the bravery and the strength of black people. And it just makes me say today that a lot, of the, a lot of the times I think that black kids really just don't understand how hard it was for their previous, um, the previous generations of their family. And I think that they take it for granted, um, a lot of the privileges that we do have. And so it's good to go to sit back and look at this kind of stuff because it really puts you in a place. So I know that I've been making, what is that noise? Something's in my house. Okay, I think we're good. I don't know what that is. But, um, yeah. I know that I've been making, like, jokes about this the whole time. But, no, I'm really serious about this. This is something that's super important. And I think that we all need to sit back and, you know, think about. <laughs> even if you, even if you're like me and there's so much that you don't know, it's okay to say that you don't know it. Just... Like, don't, don't let your pride get the best of you. Because I definitely could have let my pride get the best of me and say, yeah, I'm not going to do this episode because it's going to make me look stupid. And it did, probably. <laughs> it probably did. But, um, yeah, this was, this was really great. This was really great. And I enjoyed it. I hope that whoever is listening slash watching enjoyed this. If you're watching this on YouTube then you will see me wearing my lovely dashiki i'm gonna wear this more often it's not mine but i'm totally gonna i'm totally gonna take it <laughs> um and that is about it for today's episode of the completely random foolishness podcast thank you so much for watching stopping by listening whatever it is that you have done and if you like this episode and you want to hear more of me ramble, please come back. Please come back next Wednesday. Tell your friends about it. Tell your mom. Tell your pastor. Tell your doctor. Tell your wife. Tell your neighbor. Tell your neighbor's dog. Everyone stop by next Wednesday for something else because I have no clue what this the episode next week is going to be about. But I know it's going to be good. All right. <laughs> Thank you for watching, and I will see you later. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Completely Random Foolishness or on Twitter at CRF underscore podcast. Intro and outro music made by Eric Burwell, aka The Best Dad Ever. And thanks for listening to this abysmal calamity I call a podcast. <laughs>